Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The world is waiting, waiting for new thinking, for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community, working together to create a better future for all. And that future, it can be found here at UC Riverside. Here, You'll join a community where diversity equals vitality, where support and empowerment lifts spirits and propels ideas forward. Fearless, innovative, connected. UC Riverside. Bold hearts, brilliant minds. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I am joined by a Northern Pros, the Analogizer, Kevin Graham. Kevin, I said before we came on there, this is going to be a positive post-match, is it not, after a performance like that? Uh, oh, it's got to be positive, eh? That was like, uh, that was like the pyjamas that your grand gets you for Christmas, eh? Really, really comfortable, eh? <laughs> uh, absolutely comfortable, that was. <laughs> Um, there's so many positives today. You've got Fring Pong, you've got Sorrow, you've got Turnbull, you've got the link up between Eddie and Griff. There were so many good things, so many good things. It was like, 
See, sometimes, sometimes when you go come to watch Celtic, it's a bit like watching only an excuse. Eh? You're just basically hoping that we're going to be great, hoping it's going to be funny. And the day was one of the days. That 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 first half was that that first half was brilliant. That first half was really the energy, the positivity, and the the, the movement of the ball was great. Really, really good. We kind of dropped in the setting half, but I think the injury to Julian kind of knocked us back a bit for a for a wee while, but. Last fifteen minutes, their sorrow was unplayable on that right hand side, and no sorrow. So, Frank Pong was unplayable on that right hand side, and uh, we should have had plenty of goals. Three nothing actually flatters. Three uh, uh, nothing actually flatters Dundee United, and I yeah. must admit, and I'm going to say this: Dundee United have been the best side we've played in the last seven days. Dundee United are a far better side than Hearts. Dundee United are a far better side than uh, Ross, Ross County and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm well chuffed today, I'm well chuffed. No, I would agree with that. Um, I think at half-time, I made the point that I was as happy at half-time in the Scottish Cup final. I, th- I thought that we were in control in the Scottish Cup final, two goals up. But that game, I think, um, as a whole, reminds me more of the, the Hibs victory at Celtic Park, the 3 nothing victory there, where it was very much a comfortable day all in. And we'll go through some of the performances because, obviously, we now have um, two eyes firmly on the match at Ibrox now, Kevin, which we can focus on but um, obviously the big surprise and I've not had a chance to speak to you about this uh, on the team lines as they were announced was um, the returning Barkas were you surprised and how did you feel that he performed today? I was surprised uh, that, that he came back I, I, I couldn't really understand the thinking but then when you see Neil Lennon's rationale for it that's probably why he's a football manager and I'm not uh, because his rationale his rationale was spot on Look, he needs to go for experience. Um, he has an experienced goalkeeper. What he says about Hazard is true. Twenty-two is awfully young for a goalkeeper, and he needs a bit. He, he needs a bit more experience. And we, we spent five million pound on that keeper, and he has our first choice. And he's made that perfectly clear now. I mean, all the debates that we've had for weeks and weeks and months and months are now ended because Neil Lennon's came out and says Barkas is our number one. He was mm. brought here as our number one goalie. He didn't have much today to do today. And that seems to be the case. Uh, it seems to be the case all season. When Barkas has been in or Bain's been in, they don't really seem to have a, a, a much to do. They, they really don't. But he'll be pleased with the clean, clean shape. His handling was well. I like the way that he move, moves the ball uh, well as well. Um, he seems more like a, a sweeper keeper. Mm. Um, but again, it's still uh, one game is not going to make a summer for him. Uh, he's going to need to, as fans, we're going to need to see him make make a match one and safe. We're going to actually need to see him get points for us before we're probably fully committed and got confidence, full confidence in him. Well, if Barkas is the number one, which he undoubtedly is, after Neil Lennon's comments, Kevin, uh, I mean, you could also say he's never been dropped. He dropped out through injury, didn't he, after uh, colliding with Shane Duffy? And this is I'm just getting back into the side. Would you say that Hazard is number two with being being the third choice again? It looks that way. I think what what would you do? What would you do to Connor Hazard's confidence if you dropped him even from the match day squad? Now, mm. I, I think uh, the, the the coaching staff have got to manage him well, and I think Hazard has proved enough that he is. 
a decent number too. But then Barca still needs to convince us as well. I'm saying that, but Lennon's nailed his colours uh, up the tricolour post and says Barkas is his number one. So I would fully expect to see Barkas for now to the end of the season. Yeah, and as I say, we're talking about today's performance, but with um, a look ahead to the Rangers game, of course, and you've already mentioned Frimpong. Uh, very impressed with Frimpong throughout that game. And the criticism that's always been levied at him is this final ball. I think he played plenty of final balls into the box Kevin, is this something that he's overcoming, this element of his game that has been uh, criticised throughout the season It's maybe just more experienced as he get. he's still a young lad eh? and I think we kind of forget that the, in the number of games that he's played for us um, he is still young, he is still learning the game and look, he's got more options to hit in the box now with Griffiths and Eddie being there mm. and also with the late-arriving midfielders, whoever the midfield is. That midfield diamond works. It really does work with the players there because they're full of energy. And if you actually noticed, and, and you probably would have saw it better at the game. Even though, even though Ryan Christie set up on the right-hand side, Turnbull in the middle... Tumble in the middle and McGregor on the left hand side. One for the blooper view, my word. They all interchanged. They all moved. They all really did move. And the only one that sat was Sorrow. Sorrow was the only one that held position the whole game in a good way. And I'm not saying the other ones were all out of position. They were undisciplined. They were doing actually what it looked like they had been told. They've been told to do, which was move about, mm-hmm. cause confusion, cause chaos. And we can actually just go back and go, where's Turnbull been all season? Where's Turnbull been all season? Eh? That's was that four goals in four games, is it? Three and four or something like that? Four and six. Four and six, six Kev. Yeah. And I mean, he had a man marking him the day. Willie Collum seemed to be marking him for the whole game the day. Um, that, that, that's one of my bugbears about referees as well, <clears> referees getting in the way. Of the game, eh? But his goal, his goal was cracking, eh? And was it Laura? It says in the comments about him being the new Paul McStay. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, I'm, I'm buzzing tonight. I may as well try get on get on that bus at least for forty eight hours. Well, we've spoken about Hazard and how he's dropped out to, for today's game, Kevin. I would go as far to say Sorrow and Turnbull are undroppable at this moment in time, which means both of them should start against Rangers. What's your thoughts on that? Without a doubt, um, the, the, the mayor that you look at that four four two, you can't play Scott Brown in that four four two because he lacks the energy of the four that are already in there. The last couple of times against Rangers, we've been out battered in the middle of the park, outnumbered in the middle of the park. With that four four two, we're not going to get outnumbered. The weakness is on the wings because you need, a, you need a lot of energy on the wings. You're going to need whoever the full-backs are. Is, I, think, I think it will be Fring Pong, and I'm still not 100% sure about the left-hand side right enough, but you need the energy to play that system. And if you're bringing back in Scott Brown, then you haven't got the energy to play that system. If you're bringing back in Scott Brown, you're losing one of the centre-forwards. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. And now, I can see the reason for bringing back in Brown, but... Scott Brown, Scott Brown hasn't worked against them the last five times. They've overrun us the last five times. And even though results have went this our way so on some occasions, 
Scott Brown is maybe just a smokescreen and people get involved in stocks. It's like Brown getting involved with Naismith and that. Hey, maybe we need to try something else. Maybe we need to take Brown out the equation and go, look, mm. you're going to need to actually try and deal with something else there rather than Scott Brown, rather than trying to get one over Scott Brown. Well, it's an unknown quantity for Rangers, isn't it, to play Sorrow. They know all about Turnbull from his time at Motherwell, Kevin. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. If there's a battle to be had and you use the Scottish Cup final as an example of that, Halliday and Naismith, Scott Brown's your man. Um, we would expect maybe Arfield to be missing from the, the starting lineup, Ryan Jack, as well. So... You know, I would be inclined to say, you know, very, very few changes from that team that started today, and that includes two up front. I would be pretty disappointed if uh, there was any tinkering to be done uh, up top. Now, I know Edward probably didn't have his best game, probably could have scored a few more goals than he did, Kevin, that's fine. But, you know, he is creating space, he is creating chances, he does seem far more involved when he's got someone like Griffiths uh, round about him and I think the only disappointment about the two of them today is Griffiths didn't get on the score sheet because I mean he had a few decent chances uh, running socks off until he was uh, substituted but you know, right down the centre of that park, I wouldn't make a change. We're going to come back to the centre-half position in a second uh, to see how we're going to deal with that. But on the left-hand side, you said you've got a bit of a doubt in relation to Luke Salt and whether he should start at Ibrox. We've seen him against Rangers before. I thought he performed pretty well, I've got to say, at Celtic Park. Um, do you think Lenny will start with Taylor or Luke Salt against Rangers? Uh, I was surprised to see Laxalt today in the starting lineup. I must admit, I thought after Taylor getting the nod against Hamilton that, he, that we were maybe that we were maybe looking at Taylor getting playing the next until the sort of money break that we're going to have after the second of January. Laxalt's got a lot of energy to play in that role. He's probably got more. En- he's probably got more energy than. Taylor, but I think Taylor is more disciplined. And going to Ibrox could be the place for a more disciplined fullback, especially on one side. That, 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 that's, my, that's my thinking, and it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever to see Taylor coming back in. Mm. Interesting. Um, I don't see many other changes, but of course uh, there was a collision between Julien and the post. Um as you said before we came on online, it was a, a pivotal moment in the game, Kevin, because a goal back for Dundee United at that stage uh, could have completely changed the, the rest of the game. It was a brave decision by Julien. It was a good goal line clearance. Um, how serious do you think that is? And if he misses a game, which looks likely, Beaton or Duffy? He was caught with a ball across the top, eh? And Barkas comes out, forces a guy to... Was it actually going in? I don't think it was going in. I think it was bouncing by the post. But obviously, by Julian and in, in the desperation to make up for getting caught out um, in, in, in the first place, it was fantastic. It was fantastic to get that ball, uh, if it was going in or not. But it was an off the especially when with the crowd not there, he actually heard it. Sorry, um, did you yeah. see a thud or a fud? Because obviously there's two completely different meanings there, Kev. Uh, yeah, you could hear it. You could hear it certainly from where I was sitting. You could, you could hear it, eh? And that brings a problem. That actually does bring a problem for us. We were talking before we came came on air there that I reckon uh, beat on or bitten or whatever we want to call them nowadays came on because we, we were going to have a lot of the ball. Um, if... Julian doesn't make Saturday. I reckon we'll see Duffy. 
Mm. And do you think that's due to the fact that you would expect us to be defending for spells of that game? Yes. All out attack. Uh, 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 mm. I, I, I do think that beat on only got the shout today because we were dominating the ball. Yeah. Uh, and and it suited his style more than what, what it would have suited Duffy's. What do we know about our team uh, just now that we didn't know an hour and a half, two hours ago, Kevin, going into this game against uh, Rangers? I think we see a team that's um, got a lot of, got a bit of confidence back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to play, be playing with a bit of vibrancy. They, they, they seem to be on the same wavelength in the final third. And that's been missing for months. There was a lot of good interchanging. Uh, there, there was a lot of good, just a lot of, we just seem to be playing with a bit of bounce and a bit of energy and a bit of verve, which is something that's been missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we did, we did play okay against Hamilton, but that was better today. That was a step up a day against better opposition. So while I was maybe a bit critical after the Hamilton game, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not over the moon with this, but I'm actually well pleased with this. I'm, I'm well pleased with the We can't ask for much more going into what is probably our biggest domestic game of the season on Saturday. Mm, definitely. I mean, we've spoken a lot about Soro, and quite rightly so. He's been a revelation since he's come in, Kevin. Uh, apparently, he was only left out of the Scottish Cup final due to food poisoning. Um, to be honest with you, I think he probably would have made way for Scott Brown in any case, given some of the hints that Neil Lennon was given uh, leading up to that game. But what does it do for McGregor's performances? How impressed have you been with Callum McGregor over the last half a dozen games or so? I think McGregor's playing with a freedom eh, that we... McGregor's playing with a freedom that we saw. No, remember Scott Brown got injured against Hibs mm-hmm. and Brendan Rodgers was there and it was Cham, Rod- Rogic and McGregor. Yep. That's, this is what this midfield's reminded me of that period mm-hmm. where it's dynamic, it's moving the ball quickly, it's always on the front foot and Brown completely changes the shape of how Callum McGregor plays. McGregor seems quite comfortable and all the all the three lads, all the, the uh, McGregor, Turnbull and Christie all feel quite comfortable with Sorrow behind them to clean up, to break up the play. And Sorrow likes a wee forward pass as well. He's all, he was he's always on the front foot as well. McGregor, I think I did actually have a look at it. Uh, McGregor had ninety six touches of the ball today. Ninety six touches of the ball. And after that there was Sorrow with eighty six. So that shows you the two guy, the, the two main men that were, were on the ball for us today. Mm-hmm. I think the problem that we've got with Callum McGregor is what if we're just that used to Callum McGregor being Callum McGregor. We're that used to him give, we're that used to him having a seven, eight out of ten performance that sometimes you don't notice what he actually gives to the side. What I have noticed in the last couple of days or half couple of games is it doesn't seem to be getting caught in that defensive. Uh, like trying to track back and getting caught uh, when you think back to the AC Milan game when him and Miguel Hallinad got absolutely roasted for mm. the two Milan goals that seems to have disappeared for his game since Soros came there eh? so look, we Soros been a res- revelation uh, Turnbull's been a revelation. They've seen me have rejuvenated that. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. That side, so it's all good. No, they have. And I remember back to the time of Gordon Strachan where the introduction of Paul Hartley and Barry Robson reinvigorated the title charge, Kevin, you'll remember it well. And we look back on that change within the team as being pivotal to us winning the league. Um, Do you think, given the the run of games that we've had in the last half dozen, um, that Celtic are now uh, on the cusp, should we get a victory at Ibrox of turning our season around? There's still a long, long way to go. And it depends what happens on Saturday and what happens in the next four weeks. Uh, I think the next four weeks uh, will go a long way to see how much goodwill the club's going to get for the fans going into next season. So it's a big, big four weeks. They have made noises that that they're not going to sell anybody. The HUD, Neil Lennon has came out and says, well, I haven't really got any targets. So the next four weeks are massive for the whole future of Celtic Football Club or the short-term future of Celtic Football Club. And I'm not building this up to be a bigger bigger game than what it was. Even if we were 19 points clear, this, this month, January, would still be a massive, massive month because... We've got to give the fans something to come back for next year. And the next four weeks are massive for that. What did you make, Kevin, of the comments made by Neil Lennon when he was looking ahead to January, talking about the transfer window, the fact that he believes he's got a balance to his side. He's not looking to dip his toe back into the transfer uh, market uh, you know, and buy anybody. You've got you've got a situation at the moment where you know, where's our recognised right backs? We don't have many in that position. Um, James Forrest gets a bad injury and we've been really lacking on the right-hand side of the park as a result of that most of the season. Uh, we've lacked here and there throughout the, the team centre-half's been an issue um, the goalkeeper let's be honest has been an issue as well we've played three goalkeepers um, you know throughout uh, the first half of this season so did you make that uh, did you take that with a with a pinch of salt what Neil Lennon was saying he's just being coy he's obviously been careful as to what uh, messages he's sending to the existing squad I mean it's a horrendous question to get asked to open a press conference eh? it is a horrendous question and I think he's been coy. I think he, he can't he can't come out and say that he's desperate for this position, that position, because then teams will just fire up their prices and and be quite uh, and be quite tough to actually negotiate with. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I mean, look, El Hamed's made noises that he wants to go back. That they, he wants to go back to Israel uh, for personal reasons. And we do need another right back, unless I, I think I think we need another right back to come in. I think he's been a, a, a quite coy, and I think that any player, unless it all goes completely tits up on on Saturday, really really tits up on Saturday, we'll be looking to bring in loan guys for mm. now at the end of the season just to fill gaps. They will only be coming in as starters; will be coming in to fill gaps in the squad. That reminds me of the. Um 
the last transfer window that Brendan Rodgers was involved in, Kevin. Remember where we needed the right back, we bring in Toyan, um, who very quickly was dropped for Mikael Lustig. We brought in Ole Burke, didn't we? And uh, Timo Weir was the other one. Uh, where, as you say, we just needed bodies to fill certain areas of the park, even if it meant, uh, you know, uh, an improvement in the player that they were brought into apparently replace in the case of Lustig Lustig ended up having a, a decent second half to that season so do you, do you think that that would be the same kind of approach this time round? I think it will be the same kind of approach I mean you could look at Lennon's comments as saying we've blew all the money already we've got no money to spend in January unless we sell somebody and we're going to rebuild in the summer because there, are, there is already hints getting dropped in that the players are going to move on in the summer mm-hmm. so the rebuild's going to happen in the summer so you could actually see just guys coming in loan to give the place a bit of freshness, like Buck and the three guys that you mentioned, who didn't really make an impact for us. They didn't really make an impact at all, but they gave us that freshness that we needed. Yeah. After that, we after the winter break, so we may we may see that again, but I, I can't see any long term players coming in. I think we're in too much a state of flux. What's going to happen next season for us to spend big in January? No, you're right. Two massive transfer windows in a row. I can't see it. Have we ever done it before? We've never spent massively twice in a row, have we, Kevin? And let's be honest, the last transfer window was uh, a huge investment by the club. So let's have a look at some of the comments coming in. Stephen Forbes, who's a regular um, contributor to this show. Julian aside, that was exactly the result and performance needed ahead of Saturday. I would agree with that. Beaton has experience of derbies and isn't a bad replacement. Kev, give us a final analogy to sum up 2020. You want to have a think about that and I'll come back to you? I'll have a think about that and come back to you. The analogizer, right. Um, are you going to get that printed out and put it up maybe beside Schema Celica behind you? I am going to get it framed. I'm definitely going to get it framed. Good man. Sean F, probably the best performance I've seen all season bar the Hibs home game. Yeah, that was one of the matches that came to my mind, Sean. Eduard finally getting that much needed goal as well from open play. What a finish. He does show what he can do. There's so many times, Kevin, where he gets that ball, sometimes we'll be back to goal and there's three or four guys around him. Somehow, he still manages to wiggle his way uh, through the, the pack defence. Some of, some of these chances that we're getting, we're going to get a, a, a game where they come off. We're going to get a 5 nothing. We're going to get a, a 6 nothing. By the way, it'd be nice if it was Ibrox. But we're, we're going to get a game like that. You can see it. Today, 3 nothing. It could easily have been a 5 nothing. Hamilton, 3 nothing. You know, there was a few chances that Beaton should have scored, a couple of chances that, that Eddie could have scored. We are going to start annihilating teams. I can see it from the performances. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it will come. I mean, you look at it, you look at the game against uh, Hamilton and today, the last fifteen minutes today, I think we had four, four clear cut opportunities that we should have that we should have scored, and that's not that's no me that's no me being negative to actually say we should have scored. We should have scored them, and as I said right at the start, three nothing flattered Dundee United. That final score of three nothing flattered Dundee United, and I don't know how much more positive I can be to actually say that that. Uh, that scoreline flattered them, and we need to we need to continue like that. Sun, Sunday or Saturday, whenever we play Rangers, it's a completely different game. But we, we can't ask for anything else going into that game. We can't ask for anything else. We'll have not really got any major questions. If this game would have been six weeks ago, we would have mm. been tearing our hair out at this point. Going going into Saturday, we're not really tearing our hair out. I've still got a bit of caution going into it, but. Hey, hey, you've always got a bit of caution going into these games. 
because anything can actually happen in a derby if you want to use all the cliches in the world, the form goes out the window and all that rubbish. The form doesn't really go out the window. But look, three wins in a week. We've done a quadruple treble. We can't ask for much more in December. So you can't ask for much more in December. The big question is always half Celtic turned a corner. I think the one thing that I would take from it, Kevin, is we're certainly out of that rut. I don't know if we've turned a corner yet, but we're out of that rut that we were in, whereby, you know, we were talking that's two wins in 12. If it goes into two wins in 13, we're, we're digging out records from the 1940s when Celtic nearly got relegated. You know, we stayed in the division on the last day of the season. Um, we're out of that rut, that's for sure. Uh, I, I do believe that. Uh, it's frustrating when you look back at some of the, the games that we were in control of, for example, Easter Road, uh, nothing each at half time, we end up going 2 nothing down, St Johnston, uh, you know, we were in control of that game, we went a goal down, we ended up losing four points in those two games, you know, and these are, these are the games that you look back on, you can rue those four those four points that you've dropped in games like that, where you looked at the, the fact that we were in control, but there was, a, there was something missing in these games, and now, I don't think there is, because what you've now got is you've got the breakaway has been broken up by sorrow. You've got us when we're, we're struggling to, to, you know, break through a, a side Turnbull striking something from 30 yards that nestles in the back of the net. So I wouldn't say we've turned a corner as such, but we're certainly out of that rut, that depressing rut that we were in. Um, it just so happens that Rangers haven't dropped a single point during the period that, that we have started stringing these uh, wins together. We can only bother about ourselves though. We can we can only do what we can do, which is which is win the games that are in front of us. And Saturday's one of those games. There's another one of those games. We can only win the games that are in front of us. So Saturday's just another game for us to actually go and try and win. And we'll see what happens. And I, I know what you're saying, turning corners and stuff like that. Ask us in April if we've turned the corner, if this was this. Only history will tell us if we turned the corner in December. We will ask you in April, Kevin, because we'll still be doing this bulletin. Uh, Joseph Hill, loving the avatar. I thought Christie was very good today. Sorry, Colin, if you're watching. Uh, we all know Colin's not the biggest fan of Ryan Christie. I was actually surprised that he picked him in the starting lineup today, Kevin. Uh, I did think that, that Christie had a, a very good game in terms of the overall team performance, Kevin. I said that at the beginning of the, the, the game today. If Christie plays his part, is far more effective than the Christie that tries to cover every blade of grass and do the job with two or three different players. What you said earlier was spot on. Him and Turnbull were able to rotate their positions and if you know and you could see that and it was very effective. I think Christie is far more effective if he's disciplined within his role rather than trying to be uh, the, the the match winner every single week. I think Turnbull's maybe took a bit of pressure off him. The fact there's another creative player in the middle of that park and also Callum McGregor can now join them. So everything is not on his shoulders. One thing I'm going to say about Christie, and this will get brung up over the next couple of days, he hasn't really ever had a good game against Rangers since he's mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. So he's due as one. He missed a penalty. He missed a penalty. That would have been round about... That was a year ago. I, I, I missed the penalty, aye, that's right. Mm-hmm. So he's due as one. So hopefully he's due as a 30 yarder in the top corner with a minute to go for us to win 2 none. The 2 1 game at Celtic Park um, on the day that I went vegetarian. Don't know how that's connected, but it does stick in my mind. Christian missed a penalty that day, didn't he? He did, aye. It was a poor penalty. Yeah, it uh, was. And French Edouard Glasgow Celtic 
Sorrow gets the ball off quick and always forward. So impressed. There's a lot of love for Ismaila Sorrow, and it's just it's frustrating, Kevin, because they must have been seeing him day after day at training, uh, turning in performances. I remember when his name would pop up in the comment section time and time again, but it was coming up with guys like Luca Connell, and I thought, well, I know about as much as I do about Connell, you know. So I didn't. I wasn't calling for Sorrow to get a game. He comes in and he's he's been absolutely superb so far, and a big part of us hopefully turning this corner that we can talk about in April because you don't want to commit to that at this moment in time, Kev. Um, there's a couple of big, bold statements coming in as well. What do you think of this from Callum Hardy? We win at Ibrox, we win the league. I think what you're looking at there is some kind of capitulation um, over on the south side. That's what you're looking at. Eh? You're looking at, you're, you're trying, as, as you say, as, as we've got out of the rut, Rangers have just sort of carried on winning. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a good that's a good habit to get into. It's a it's a great habit. It's why we've won nine titles in a row and twelve trophies in a row. Is because we've gotten a habit. Is when we're not actually playing well, we've still managed to win games. Uh, so we can only we can only bother about ourselves. We can only bother about ourselves, and what will happen to them will happen to them. And the only way that we can influence is what ha- what happens to them is when we play them, and that that turns up on Saturday. Yeah. So we've, we've got the chance. We, we can't just keep on looking and go. They're going to drop points here. We're, they're going to drop points there. We've just got to get on there. We've just got to take care of your business. No, you're spot on. Um, and we keep saying it, Kevin, but uh, obviously we need to ensure that we drop nothing else because these points, particularly the ones against Hibs and St Johnston, are going to be very frustrating uh, come the, the latter part of this, this campaign. Uh, Scott Graham, Lenny, hopeful for Julien. So that's the update on Julien. If he does make it in terms of his fitness, Kevin, would you stick the, with the team that we started today? Uh- don't, don't, don't they, don't they fall? If, if Julian's fit, then I, I, I would, I would change the left back. I, I, I would put Taylor at left back, and I would go with that side. I think we, I think some, sometimes Scott Brown acts as a distraction. We've been outcoached by Rangers at the last number of times that we've played them, and we need to give them something different to think about. I go back to Martin O'Neill. No, I remember Martin O'Neill with, with Alex McLeish and what's his face? Big loving crans always used to run riot against us. Mm-hmm. Then, then all of a sudden, uh, Martin O'Neill went to a flat back four and they never beat us for about seven or eight games in a row because O'Neill just back pocketed them. I think we need to look at doing something like that. We've got to we've got to try something different against them, rather than going in and just hoping the four two three one works. And so hopefully that's f- Lennon gets his big boy pants on, as I've been telling the comments a couple of times, and goes with that four four two. And if it fails, it fails. At least then we can actually go. Well, you tried something different, but. At this precise moment in time, I can't see it failing. I can't see us no coming away for Ibrox with a result. Well, Kevin, we will be covering every single second, every minute, every single uh, nuance of Celtic's performance, team selection, and everything that goes with that. Um, one last message, hail, hail from Cluj, Transylvania. Marius here from Romania, CSE. We paid them a wee visit, actually, last year, uh, the Romanian CSE. Uh, obviously, I was just on the juice, but it was uh, an enjoyable visit nonetheless. And one final one, actually, Aero 250. The chat room is now mostly positive, Kevin. How does that make you feel? 
Are you, embrace, are you embracing that positivity? I'm embracing that positivity. Apart from the folk who are calling me a chupter and hating my accent, but eh, not everybody can love me. Is that still a thing? Are you still Aye, getting well, criticised? Um, a salt and sauce a- accent, seemingly. I don't know. I'm salt and vinegar. Sterling salt and vinegar. Sterling well, salt and vinegar. You just you just answered it by saying I don't know. So you know. <laughs> We'll leave it at that, Kev. Uh, but listen, if I don't catch up with you before the new year, have a good one. And for everybody who's tuning in, I'll be back tomorrow at 12.30 as normal and I can wish you a happy new year then. So thanks everybody for getting involved and thank you, Kevin Graham, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.